his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It's 10.07 WTIC News Talk 1080. Will Marotti Show, your host, Will Marotti, Matt Sorois, our master of ceremonies. And apparently these these stickers, these, these I don't know what stickers they are for what the purpose is, have infiltrated Meriden. I'm holding one in my hand. And the printing is so small you can't even see it. it, it you can barely make out it says, I voted. There's a picture of a woman on there, and it's celebrating Connecticut's suffrage centennial, 2020. I think it's 2022, last time I checked. And a picture of Mary Emma Townsend Seymour of Hartford, who challenged her fellow suffragettes to make sure women of all races would benefit equally from the 19th Amendment. She's the first African-American woman to run for Connecticut citizen. Well, that's great, but, but what does that have to do with I vote? This is great. See, this is what I'm saying. This is a minor little thing, okay? But why not just have the sticker that says, I voted today, period? Why not we just use it? No. Now we're going to have these multi-theme stickers, multi-purpose stickers. I, I don't know. Let's go to Southington in Virginia. Virginia, did you vote today? Uh, good, yes. I just went and voted. And uh, I, I would, the gentleman in front of me, who was a young man maybe in his 30s, he showed a, an envelope, you know, for, for his, um, in order to vote. And I said to the girl, I thought everyone has to show voter ID, a picture. And he, she says, no. And so I said to him, I'm I'm sure you have a driver's license. Why aren't you going to show that? Well, that's my prerogative. And they let him vote. I mean, I can't believe it. Unbelievable. This. Is it Unbelievable. not a rule? I don't know. Can someone please answer that for us? Voting, I mean, picture ID is not a, identification is not a rule anymore. You can show a bill. You can, can show an envelope. <laughs> an envelope with an address on it. Well, how do you know? I mean, there's no yeah. picture of this person. Right, there's nothing identifying. years the, the, old. And I, this government has got a... And this was in Southington? Yes. Which polling yes. place was it in Southington? Uh, Dernowski. The woman that was checking in, she said, oh, no, you don't have to show ID. And I thought maybe they'd have to show at least two two envelopes of something. 
because um, I worked for the phone company. If somebody didn't have something, you you know, you had to get two two right. things of so I don't know what's going on. So now, now we're not doing IDs. We're again. just doing envelopes, and we're giving out stickers that we don't know why, we, where these came from, or why we're giving them out. Okay, Virginia, okay, thank so you, being, thank you. I appreciate we'll the information. We'll try to track call. down what's going on. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for your call. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Let's go to the Silver City, where they've been infiltrated with these non non traditional voting stickers. Pat, go ahead. Welcome. Hey, Pastor Well. What, what do you got for us, Pat? Yeah, no, I, I just I heard the guy mention before about the uh, the pencil um, with, with the whole yeah yeah pen. markers versus pencils. Yeah. What do you got? Any 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 explanation regular. for that, Pat? Yeah, no, they had regular big pens. Big um, pens. Yeah, just regular big pens, not markers. At uh, at Lincoln Middle School this morning in Maryland. Did you get a Did you get a sticker when you voted? Pat? I did not. No, they weren't even handing out stickers. Didn't even get stickers. Okay, so no. <laughs> yeah, you know it's know a funny they... thing. It's a funny thing. The Democrats for two years just humiliated, embarrassed, accused anyone who questioned the outcome of the 2020 election, and now re- Democrats are saying, "Oh, we're watching the Republicans against the election." But there's no impropriety here. We've somebody's voting with pencils. Somebody's using the markers that you're supposed to use. Others using big pens. There's, yeah, there's right. no impropriety. And, and I just don't know, you know, if if it there's papers all over the place that says use a special pen. But yeah, I know. I've seen that before. So pen. I mean, I guess it's whatever the registrar deems a special pen could be the pen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. All right, Pat. Thank you very much. All right. Oh my God. What is going on here? Uh, seriously, think about this. Two years. I had somebody yesterday try to give me a hard time. Two years. If you even question the election, you're a denier. And now you got Hillary Clinton. You got Obama. Bill was out there yesterday beating this dog, this old, this old dog, and saying, oh, well, you know, got to watch Republicans. They're going to try to steal the election. Well, what what about the last two years when you guys were were crucifying Anybody that even questioned the outcome of the election. Oh, you're an election denier. <coughs> Unbelievable. I don't know. Give them doing their pens, pencils, markers, stickers, no stickers, different stickers. I don't know what's going on out there. Let's go to uh, uh, Jim in, in, uh, in Berlin. Jim, welcome to the show. Hi, Pastor Will. Thank you for allowing me on. Uh, in regards to that question about showing an envelope not versus a license, yes. I had this conversation with my state senator at the time, Rick Lopes, yep. and he said it is in our Constitution that you just have to show a, a bill or something that shows you live at a premise, not really? that you have to show you have a license. And he said that he's done it several times. And that's why he's pushing for early voting, because he wants people to be able to do it and not be hassled at the polling booth. If they do question you at the polling booth, they will pull you aside and then verify the uh, um, the bill or the envelope, but they will verify it to the side. So you do not need an identification 
card. The only identification you need is to show that you live at such and such residence in that voting area. You and, do not and, need to show a driver's And how do, I, how do I prove that, Jim, if all I'm holding is an envelope that's got an address on it? Oh, that, you're hitting the nail right on the head. How do I now. prove that I live there? I mean, that's, I mean, come on. Yeah, and that's what I said to Senator Rick Lopes, and he, he says, well, that's the way it is, and that's the way it is. And, if you, and, you know, he's a very liberal person. He's even wanting all state employees to have a pension in addition to a 401K. <laughs> okay. So, the, so, this is, and, so he's claiming this is, con- this is constitutional, that you don't yep. have to show an ID. You just have to show a bill. Oh, boy. Okay, Jim, thank you. Boy, the the plot thickens here, my friends. The plot thickens here. Let's go to uh, Fritz on the road. Fritz, did Good you morning, vote today? How's it going? It's, hey, uh, it it could be going better. I'm getting a little frustrated here. Go ahead. Did you vote today? Oh, I know. I mean, this morning I was quite in a panic also because, um, you know, Chrissy, she's in the hospital. And after all that campaigning, all that work we were doing out there, you know, trying to put you know, she wasn't going to be able to vote. So earlier... Um, there's a woman you had that came on from the Berlin town clerk. I don't know if she came on, but there was an advertisement. Okay, I yeah, I, this I, morning. I, I, she told here. me the process is actually pretty simple, but it's a lot of driving around. So I'm going to do that this afternoon. Yeah. What I've got to do is go visit the town clerk now that she's got my information. I have to take that um, emergency ballot authorization form to New Britain Hospital, and she's going to fill all that information out. Then I'm going to bring that um emergency authorization back to the town clerk and they're going to sign off on it and i will be able to get that vote in for her so she will be able to vote today even though she's in the hospital having an issue so just wanted people to know that even if it's the last minute like that you can still get out there and vote yeah you can as long as it's in the in the it's it's got to be in in the mail bike tonight before the election time closes i guess i could actually put the vote in the machine for her with this authorization I, I, you know what? Honestly, I don't know. Um, um, I, 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 I would check with your town clerk uh, to find yeah, out yeah. for sure on that. Oh, but, that's but, the first stop after work. She was explaining yeah. the process to me on the uh, phone. So that's who to call if you're having uh, issues. Just call the town clerk. Yeah, town clerks know everything. Fred, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, 860-522-9842. Um, First time voter registered by mail, social security card, pre-printed form ID with your name and address. Current valid ID shows your name and address. Current utility bill, bank statement, government check, paycheck, government document shows your address. If you're a first time voter, you registered by mail, you need to show proof of residence as well. Um, okay, so so here here's this is from this is right from the election site. What do I need to bring? You may be asked to show an ID to vote in Connecticut. Acceptable forms, social security card, any pre-printed form of ID that shows your name and address, signature or in or name or address. If you're a first-time voter registered by mail, you will need to show proof of residence as well, as well as a utility bill, bank statement, government check. So I don't, I don't think this is right. <clears throat> If you do not have an ID, you'll be able to sign an affidavit instead and then vote normally if you're a first-time voter without an ID. That's why we just universally make it required you have to have a voter ID. You have to have an ID. Then there's no question about it. You just 
You don't have an ID, you don't vote. You have an ID, you vote. Very simple. And you can get them anywhere. Let's go to Gene in Harmonton. Hey, Gene. Pastor Will. How are you? I'm, I'm getting frustrated a little bit. Well, you don't tell me about it. I'm, I'm following along with your conversation here, and I'm kind of chuckling. I, I had a friend, of course, I'm in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and I had a friend of mine bring me down to the voting this morning early. We went down, and just ahead of me in line were a couple of non-Americans. I don't know what they were. And when they got up there and they're fumbling around with their pocketbooks and they pull out a couple of envelopes. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How do you know they were non-Americans? I mean, that's kind of a broad well, statement. I'm an American and I know what I look like and I know what non-Americans look like. Well, Americans look like all kinds of people. Well, you understand here. what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, again, yeah, they may be maybe they're legal immigrants. Who knows? Well, still my Americans, point being. Right? They're fumbling around, and they have envelopes in their hand, yeah. and they hand the envelopes over to the registrar, and, and she hands them back, and she gives them the voting card like, like it was one, two, three, no big deal. Yeah. Well, I you think know, it... I got my photo ID in my hand, and I'm waiting, and, you know, I, I went through the line. It was fine. So I'm reading this from the Secretary of State of Connecticut's website. Question is, is a driver license or photo ID required to vote in Connecticut? The answer is no. Um, there, I, 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 really, I really am very disappointed because I didn't realize this until I just read the thing. Gene, thank you for your call. 860-522-9842. Let's take a break. Commercial. Come back with some more calls. All things Connecticut. Chris Powell at 930, uh, 1035. We'll no doubt be talking about this identification thing and, and the, the, the the whole election in it itself here in Connecticut. We'll be talking about that. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. See, and this why this is why elections are so important, and this is why positions like Secretary of State are so important, because I'm re- reading right off the the, the uh, Secretary of State's website, <clears throat> and it says if you don't have a photo ID, or ID, you may sign an affidavit. Well, if they're not even offering you to sign the affidavit, what the heck's the sense of it? People, you're, you know, you guys that called and said they're showing an envelope. Did you see, did they did they sign something that that they, they they didn't even sign an affidavit right so here's if you see a bus pulling up in front of a polling place and a bunch of people get off it and and when they get inside they're fumbling with envelopes I guarantee they're all they're all not supposed to be voting and it's probably a Democrat funded bus so just keep an eye <laughs> keep an eye out for this stuff let's go to Bristol and Jim Jim welcome to the show Jim are you there. Oh yes, I'm here. Oh hi, Go good morning. Good morning. I've You're never on. called before. I've never called before, but I'm an. I listen all the time. Well, thank you so much for being a first-time caller. We cherish that. Yeah. Thank you. Anyways, I think it's preposterous that they're allowing those envelopes, and I've seen that happen at my polling place. I brought it up, and I and they looked at me like I was from Mars. That was probably a year uh, last year. Yeah, and they couldn't believe it. I think it's insane, and that's not right. Anyways, and I the reason I was calling is I 
voted in Bristol. Yes. At Green Hill School. They had a whole collection of stickers. I took the um, flag. But I looked, tried to look at them, and there's all kinds of faces of different people, different women. Yeah. Um, I thought there was something, Maria Sanchez or something. I'm not know. sure what and her name was. All these was. suffrages, disease, suff- suffrage, yeah, there was suffrage a lot of stuff, and I, uh, yeah. stickers. I'm not so I sure. Kinda, yeah, I kind of mumbled to the woman that was standing there. I said, this is ridiculous. What is all this stuff? Yeah. But yeah. anyways, that was there. But I also wanted to share with you and your people that they need to wake up today, the uninformed people in Connecticut here, and there's tons of them, is I went to uh, also pay on my oil bill. This is yeah. reality, folks. This is reality, and this is yes. very scary. Um, I had oil in September. I asked her, I said, what did I pay for my oil at the end of September? Yeah. And I filled the tank, $4.10. Yes. Well, let me tell you, make sure you repeat this to your listeners yes. today, and this is in Bristol, local yep. oil company, yep. $5.59 a gallon. So from four ten to five fifty nine. Yes. And, and it's only going to get worse. And it's only going to get worse. And the woman said, everybody that she's been talking to, they're all trying to save their oil. And I said, that is very scary. That's reality, yeah. folks. Yeah. That's well, reality. this is what you get. I, I, you yeah. Fundamentally change America. That's what I we want to do. Isn't that that's a wake-up call, and I think people need to hear that. Please tell them today. It should be. We'll, we'll repeat that again, Jim. Thank you okay. for your call. Great. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Let's go to uh, Massachusetts and Deborah. Deborah, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, I was a Connecticut resident for most of my life, and I, then just five years ago I moved to Massachusetts. And then so you I, woke up and you moved out. <laughs> well, that's not why. Near To be near the grandchildren. So I went to vote today, and yes. you don't have to show anything. Nothing. Nothing. You didn't show anything. You just walked in, you voted. Yeah, you just say who you are and your address. Gosh. That's it. And oh. I'm, our voting process has so many holes in it, you can't trust it now. I, I just feel I can't trust it at all. Yeah, I, well, if you're not, you have to This says, it's very clear on the Connecticut side, if you don't have an ID, you're supposed to sign an affidavit, right? I want to know how many affidavits are people seeing being signed today. That's what I want to yeah, know. Yeah, they, they didn't ask you to sign anything, nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, Deborah, Deborah, Deborah. All right, then, thank you. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. We'll take some more calls. Chris Powell, ten thirty five. I talked to Chris about this. I'm I'm just like I'm I'm really, you know. Again, for two years, two solid years, Democrats eviscerated people who even questioned the election. Oh, you're a denier. You're an election denier. And now they're out there going, oh, the Republicans are going to steal the election. Well, no kidding, right? Who's going to steal what? I mean, there's no identification. You, you show them an envelope, don't approve anything, not signing affidavit, just walk up and vote. Now, if you're a voter registrar and you're listening to this and I'm upsetting you, please call. Because I want, I want to hear what's the what's the procedure. We don't even know what kind of pens we're supposed to use here. Let's go to Mike. Mike's on the road. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, Pastor Will, how you doing, sir? Good. You vote today, Mike? I did. I did. Yeah. And uh, I want to bring up an issue that's been on my mind since uh, 2020 with the election yes. fraud. Is if I if I hang a dartboard off, right, and I put Ned Lamont's face on it three times and Stefanowski's face on it one time. And blindly throw at the at the board. Who am I going to hit more? Mm-hmm. Chances are Ned, I guess. <laughs> right. So when I open up my ballot, and I got Ned Lamont listed three times for three different parties, yeah. Stefanowski once. Just 
mathematically alone, you know, the Democrats are going to get more votes. Well, you have, you have to believe that thinking people are voting and they can understand that. But maybe well, not. That's the problem. Maybe not. That's a, I mean, that's, that's part of the problem is the majority of people aren't thinkers. Let's, let's take the reality of it. But my concern is why, why hasn't the Republican Party over the last X amount of years resorted to the same... Well, they tried. I mean, you know, Bob Stefanowski uh, had a lawsuit to try to be, uh, be on the line for the independent. Lost lost that in court. But, I mean, people have tried. But the Democrats no, here I'm in Connecticut, they, it's locked up. Create, I mean, They could create their own parties like the working parties, you know, the working families parties and stuff. Republicans can. Working family parties, which is all, uh, they're all supporting to fund the police, by the way. So they, no, no, they not, endorse the Democrats arguing, just to know that. So. I'm just statistically stating that. No, you're, you're right. Listen, you're right. The numbers are the numbers. Mike, I got to let you go for the news. Thanks so much. All right, we're right back with Chris Powell. Stay with His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, mom and dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Local Radio, The Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back to 1039 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the uh, Election Day edition of The Will Marotti Show. I, I've, I've got a lot of questions that are, are brewing now. I, I want to. I'd like to get some clarification, particularly if you're a registrar or a town clerk, um, because I, what I'm hearing, what, I'm, what is being reported and what's happening is not matching up, particularly on whether or not if you don't have a identification card when you go to vote. Um, and I'm trying to figure out why, why we're not following the procedure as listed on the Connecticut Secretary of State Office website. Um, joining us now, the... Um, well, he writes for the, the Journal Inquirer. He writes for several other uh, local newspapers here in Connecticut. Former managing editor of the Journal Inquirer, uh, all things Connecticut, Chris Powell. Chris, welcome to the show. Uh, great to be with you, Will. So it's Election Day, and my, I, I'm really frustrated with some of the reports I'm getting. Um, did you know you didn't need an identification to vote in Connecticut? I didn't know that. Well, I, I knew you could you could make an affidavit. I've never seen anybody required to uh, 
to do that. But uh, you know, we we look good on paper for procedures, but in execution, I, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of laxity there. Uh, the uh, the voting apparatus in Connecticut has never wanted to be uh, uh, too uh, too accurate. I mean, what what is the problem, Chris? Seriously, what is the problem with requiring people have ID? Uh, well, it depends. If 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 you've got a lot of people who are uh, not really eligible to vote, then it's it's a problem. Uh, you know, look the. Uh, our Secretary of State, uh, Denise Merrill, uh, who uh, retired uh, abruptly because of a family illness situation some, some months ago, uh, uh, always maintained that, you know, there's really very little voter fraud. And, you know, I, I don't know how much there is, but I, I do know that uh, the Secretary of State in Connecticut has never wanted to know whether we've got uh, voter fraud. Look, we're, we are a state that gives... Uh, official city and state identifications uh, to uh, people living in the country illegally, living in the state illegally, and we we give them the official identification documents to facilitate their breaking immigration law. Uh, now it's it's plain that these documents are are not supposed to be used for registering uh, to vote because only citizens are supposed to. Uh, uh, be able to uh, to vote, but we, we don't check. I mean, look, uh, Hartford and and, uh, and New Haven have officially de- declared themselves sanctuary yeah. cities. They've been, you know, welcoming uh, I- illegal immigrants to uh, to live in the cities and facilitating them with the with the city identification cards. Uh, is it so implausible to think some of them, you know, may be uh, registering to vote uh, and, and voting illegally? I, I don't think so. But uh, has anyone ever checked? Of course not. No, of course we don't. So. We don't check. Uh, listen, when when uh, when you register to, uh, to vote in Connecticut, you don't have to present proof of citizenship. Merely affirm that you're a citizen. Nobody checks. Now, you know, maybe maybe we we have no illegality in in registrations in Connecticut, but uh, uh, it, it's not because we've checked. Uh, we don't check. We 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 don't we don't enforce now. Uh, you know, people uh, are when they when they go to vote. Uh, if they don't have identification, yeah, they're able able to make affirmation, just as you're able to make affirmation when you register to vote in the first place. If you just mm-hmm. if you just swear that uh, you know you're you're who you say you are, if you just swear that uh, you're uh, you're a citizen, uh, you're you're accepted. I mean, that's uh, uh, not uh, really very vigorous checking, is it? It's not. It's not checking at all. I mean. I, I I'm, I've seen this before, and people are, are are calling and saying they're seeing it. Where you know people pull out a utility bill. Okay, fine, that's fine. But you're still supposed to sign the affidavit. I've not seen anybody do that. Well, so, that, that proves residency, and it you know it is a confirmation of of identification. It's not really an official identification, but for uh, for voter registration. Uh, you know, utility bills accepted uh, as well, but there's no requirement to. Uh, uh, to show uh, citizenship, and uh, uh, this is this is devaluing uh, our, our franchise. It's devaluing it citizenship, and we know that uh, really devaluing citizenship has been the Democratic Party's objective uh, uh, nationally. That's why we have open borders. Uh, that's why we don't uh, we don't check on the genuineness of, uh, of voter registrations. So I, I played this at the beginning of the show, Chris, October 30th, 2008, Barack Obama said we're five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. And, and I think the process began. I think it's, you know, I, I, I think we should take him at his word. 
and uh, Trump Trump was a monkey wrench. He, he messed up his plan, and and Biden is just a continuation. And and I think if you look around, there's some ways that we're they're already transforming America. I mean, you, the oil prices. Someone called earlier this morning. In 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 less than two months, the oil price, home heating oil, is going from four ten to five fifty nine, and going to go higher. I mean, we're small businesses be, being put out of business. Uh, the economy is in in very shaky position. I mean, you can you can say, oh, well, look how great the the, the jobs reports are, and yet I see every day reports of companies laying off people by the hundreds or by the thousands. Um, do you, well, do you all think- the, the government job reports are falsified. Well, if you look at them closely, uh, much of the the job totals that are produced are just estimates by the government itself, and those estimates often don't ma- match up with tax data. Uh, you know, the the employment tax data you know can show a decline in uh, employment taxes while you know the government uh, job data is, is showing there's you know more people employed than than ever uh, the, the the data comes out and then a month later the government revises it usually downward and you know the downward revisions don't get reported yeah so i, I guess my my question chris big election today i mean nationally it looks like I would be surprised if Republicans didn't take both the House and the Senate. Here in Connecticut, probably not so much. Maybe a little bit of a ripple. But um, is it is it still possible? Do you suppose, Chris, that we could we could get a hold of what's happening in terms of the reckless spending, in terms of this like the voter thing is so typical. Why can't we clamp down on this? Why can't we fix this? Why can't we straighten it out? I, is there time and and is there the desire? Do you suppose? within the country to, to make these, these really structural changes? Well, I, I, uh, I really don't know, Will. I mean, I've you know, spent many years trying to write about public policy and what needs to be uh, uh, changed about it. I, I don't concentrate on personality uh, all that much. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that are wrong. There's a lot of things going on now that are wrong that are exactly what we voted for. I mean... Yeah. Uh, the president said he was going to destroy the energy industry, and he's done that. And yeah. and, and now he condemns them for you know for not investing more in, in a in a sector that he's pledged to destroy. Well, why would anybody you know right. do that? Uh, look, this is what we voted for. Uh, will people wake up to this? You know, I don't know. I listen. One reason I I detest Trump so much. Uh, is not, you know, because of the policies of, of his administration, but because his personal demeanor has made it so much more difficult for me yeah. to write about public policy and persuade people that it needs changing, because yeah. I, I can be deflected at every turn just by somebody pointing out Trump's demeanor. That changes yeah. the subject, and, you know, I, I resent that very much. It makes my work, uh, you know, very meaningless. Uh, but, uh, look, if the Republican Party wants to stick with uh, with Trump, uh, you know that's 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 their right, but uh, you know that's going to give us more uh, more years of, uh, of democratic administration. And uh, you know, God knows there is so much wrong in the state. Even the press doesn't report it. To, uh, you know, the, the 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 collapse of the proficiency test scores here in Connecticut a few right. weeks ago right. barely got noticed in, in in the state. You know, the the conviction. Of the former Democratic town chairman in in, in Stamford on 28 counts of absentee ballot fraud uh, a few weeks ago, that, that barely got reported either. The uh, uh, absentee ballot fraud that uh, forced a judge to 
overturn a uh, Democratic primary in Bridgeport a few weeks ago for a state representative nomination. You know, hardly anybody got uh, uh, was reporting that in in, in the press uh, uh, outside the New London Day. Who's been reporting about the? Uh, grotesque cost overruns uh, in the New London State Pier project. Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, you know, there, there's there's a lot of yeah. things wrong here in policy in Connecticut, and uh, unfortunately, journalism has, uh, has weakened so much, and journalism just politically is not inclined to show the defects of any Democratic administration, because, you know, most journalists are, are liberal Democrats. Well, I, I mean, you pointed this out in a recent, a recent post, uh, yesterday, in fact, with the debate and, and a question that um, it, it happened to be Bob Stefanowski, something he talked about with abortion, and and nobody even questioned it. Nobody even questioned it. They just moved on. You know, and it's like, I mean, I, I, I would think that, you know, we're talking about journal. I mean, I'm not a journalist. I'm an, I'm an opinion person, right? So I can, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not held to the same standard that, that you would be held to or other journalists would be held to. But I mean, for crying out loud, it might as well be the same thing for some of these folks. It might as well they well, just might as well be a, a opinion people, in, as opposed to journalists who are trying to report the news fair in, in a fair and balanced way. I mean, half it's the half the journalism of this campaign for governor in Connecticut has consisted of, of reporters challenging Bob Stefanowski's position on abortion, which has been perfectly clear from the beginning. He, he supports a, the Roe versus Wade policy that is codified in Connecticut Connecticut law. That has been challenged and challenged and challenged uh, by journalists. Uh, at the same time, they were ignoring the endorsement given by Governor Lamont and, and all seven members of Connecticut's congressional delegation, all Democrats, their endorsement for the so-called Women's Health Protection Act, which, yeah. if you read the Congressional Research Survey description of the legislation uh, would require every state in the country to allow late-term abortion to about to to allow uh, abortion right up to the moment of birth it would pro pro prohibit all the states uh, from having any restraint on abortion at all our congressional delegation supports that the governor endorsed that but did our journalists ever ask uh, the uh, the governor about that Did they ever ask uh, the uh, members of uh, the congressional delegation about that? No, all they wanted to do was to put people's uh, in doubt about uh, Stefanowski's uh, support for Roe versus Wade. It, and when it was, it was the, the Democrats in Congress, and with the endorsement of Governor Lamont, and with yeah. the endorsement of all our members of Congress in Connecticut, who were trying to overthrow versus overthrow Roe versus Wade right, on themselves. the federal level, right. And, well, you know, and that's, that's but, the extremism, extremism on abortion in Connecticut, but it never got reported. And and then we have somebody like um, the uh, Project Veritas, who who will who will sneak in and video people and get the, get their true feelings. And then we have we have people like Attorney General Tong criticizing the you know guerrilla warfare style tactics of well somebody's got to get the truth. I mean if you, that's what it takes to get it, none of you guys are going to do it. I mean I, I say you guys collectively don't include you, Chris. <laughs> you know, but I mean they complain they don't want to do the reporting, and then when someone does do the reporting, they criticize them. It's yeah, just, well, there's, there, there's, there's a lot of things wrong in Connecticut that could, that could use a lot more journalism. And uh, 
part of the problem is that uh, people don't support journalism financially anymore. They're just, you know, not, not, not interested. And part of the problem is journalism doesn't want to do journalism where the liberal Democrats are in charge. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know where this happened. I mean, I, I always felt like, I mean, I was a kid at, at the time, but I always felt like at least Walter Cronkite, I read he was very liberal, but at least I, I got the sense from Cronkite, as best I can recall, he was trying to, you know, throw it down the middle. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't really extremely left or, or left of center or right of center. And, and I don't know what it's going to take, if it's even possible to get journalism to go back into that mode where they're not, they're not offering op-ed pieces, they're offering just news as it happened. Well, a lot of the news organizations figure that uh, uh, there's no money to be made in balanced journalism anymore. There is money to be made in uh, uh, you know, taking one side or, or another. I, I think the, the news organizations in the country now are, are far more partisan than they've ever been, uh, at least not you know, going back anyway to the, to the 1800s uh, when most newspapers were, frankly, uh, organs of... Uh, of political parties, and that uh, you know that that origin endures in some uh, some papers' names, uh, uh, you know today. But uh, the press is press is very frankly partisan uh, uh, today. Uh, you, you, I mean, I <laughs> I just I, I can't believe how how you know far left you know previously respectable papers like the New York Times and Washington Post have uh, have gotten. I mean, they're good for certain things, but uh, uh, for impartial political journalism, uh, you can't find it there anymore. And, and do you think there could be there could be a, re- a return to fair journalism, Chris? I don't know. Well, look, yeah, I, I don't want to get back on my old hobby horses here too much. But if, if you look at the, our proficiency test results for you know Connecticut schools, uh, they've been in sharp decline since uh, 2011, long before the uh, the virus epidemic. Uh, uh, started uh, harming uh, education. Uh, yeah. We have known for a couple of decades at least that most kids being graduated from high school in Connecticut uh, are being graduated without ever having mastered high school math and without ever having mastered high school English. Those kids are not prepared to become newspaper readers or even readers at all, much less you know to become citizens. Uh, that... Uh, that, that that those test results are you know they're they're foretelling our future. Yes, yeah. Well, uh, you know, thank thank goodness we've got a few folks that are still trying to trying to call balls and strikes you know, the right way, and uh, and you're one of them. And I appreciate you coming on the show and appreciate you taking time. So thank you, uh, Chris Powell, Journal Choir. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Bye bye. Now, let's say we're out of time. Listen, get out and vote today. Do whatever you need to do. Get to the polling place. Uh, ask questions. If you see someone handing a uh, utility bill and ask, ask the poll worker, why aren't they signing an affidavit? If they don't have an ID, they're supposed to sign an affidavit. You don't see that. Ask questions. Be, be, uh, be I would say, you know, slightly confrontational. It, it, there's nothing wrong with that. It's protecting the system. And I think that's a good thing, and, and we need more of that. So thanks uh, thanks for guys calling in today. Thanks, uh, Matt. Great job, as always. And tonight, we'll be on tonight, uh, Brian, myself, Tom Shattuck, Todd Feinberg from uh, 6 till whenever. 
tonight. It could be a late night. We'll see what kind of results are coming in. And, and we'll cover it. Obviously, we'll cover Connecticut, but we're just not going to only cover Connecticut. We're going to cover some national stuff as well. So uh, we'll, we'll try to do the best, uh, best job we can. And um, I think you should vote today. And I think you should vote Republican. That's just my thoughts. Because I think there's more, there's more sanity and common sense in Republican positions nowadays than there are in Democrat positions. Because after all, it was, it was Barack Obama. Five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. If you want to continue the, the fundamentally transforming train, vote Democrat. If you want to put a stop to it, vote Republican. I think that's, that's, that's probably the choice you have to make. Hey, uh, thanks so much. Well, hopefully you'll be able to tune in tonight. We'll all be here. We'll all be here tonight. Get it done. And uh, if not, I'll see you tomorrow morning, hopefully with some results, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. God bless you guys. I love you. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.